Hey guys, real quick before we get the show started, Chris and I wanted to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. We're going to be taking a little bit of a break here at the beginning of the new year to get, you know, focused back on our grind with the show. We're going to be booking a bunch of new guests and all that fun stuff, getting the Patreon ready for the relaunch, and, you know, just taking a little bit of a break probably about two or three weeks. So again, happy holidays, guys. We appreciate every single one of you and uh, enjoy the show. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today on the show, our special guest is Matt Pittman. Hey, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. So can you do us a favor and kind of introduce yourself to our listeners and give us a background on how you got started in photography and what you're up to? Oh, yeah. So uh, let's see. Uh, I've been shooting photos for about 10 years now, and it's gone through just a transition from uh, just the good old iPhone. Uh, thank you, Instagram. Uh, <laughs> yep, and I remember how oh, I really was. And I remember back in the day, uh, Instagram was only four iPhones and I was a Verizon yeah. kid, you know? Yep. So, uh, and Verizon didn't pick up iPhones. I think it was like a year or two years. And so um, a good buddy of mine, uh, he picked up uh, an iPhone about a year prior and he started his account. He's blown up and has been we, what I refer to as Instagram famous for quite some time. And I'm like, whatever, dude, like you're internet famous, get out of here. Uh, but we've been best buds for some 20 something years. And uh, anyway, so I picked one up and uh, threw away my LG chocolate. It just dates me a little bit. Oh, but man. The chocolate <laughs> was such a good that phone. phone. Dude, Seriously. Oh, yeah. Dating all of us, it's fine. Dude, I was like man uh, anyway so uh (laughs) got rid of that sucker i picked up an iphone and i thought i'd made it in photography like i have an iphone i have instagram i am now done (laughs) i did it and uh and so uh at the same time i'd started a couple other publications or brands uh with this one called folly which was a collaborative effort with a buddy of mine kyle which is focused around cycling and skateboarding and um, and the whole, and the tagline was ride and create. And it was just all around the idea that people that, um, were in the skate or cycling community tended to be more creative by default because they had to face things that were a little bit more, um, you had to get over your fears, you know? Oh, and yeah. so people that could get over those could create things and not be afraid because oh, I don't want, I don't know if I gonna do that because of X reason. And so it's kind of cool. And I uh, ran that for six years and, and identified that um, the content I was creating, whether the quality of the imagery was good or not, was, was just, it was in being engaged with. And uh, I, I identified with other skateboard brands that um, the photos were horrible, you know, like all these <laughs> skaters, like all these, like the skaters were like, Oh, you know, some super pixelated, whatever. But the content was just bananas good and uh, the copy and the way it was written and where it would go to and the stories it would tell. And so I was like, well, heck, man, 
what if I started getting better photos as well as telling quality stories? And so it really helped expand the idea of what photography is as, uh, as being a storyteller. And so from there, um, I was like, okay, well, I want to I shoot something that's a little bit better than this iPhone. And, uh, and what was the first thing I could afford? It was film. So I picked up a Fuji <laughs> FX3 Super and, uh, you know, and I ran with it. And it was so funny because as soon as I picked up that camera, I had it for about six months and it, I didn't have a battery. I didn't realize it took a battery. <laughs> so so uh, I picked this up and I was just shooting everything. I was shooting it all. No light meter, no, no idea of what that looked like. Um, and, uh, stuff started turning out. So then I started identifying what light was and, uh, I would get contracted by some folks, uh, to shoot races in Portland or wherever. And I was, and they're like, wow. well, how much do you charge? And I was like, uh, how much does it take to fly me out there? You got a couch. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and that's literally what I did. And that was all I wanted to do. Like it was the most satisfying thing ever. Um, so I got there and I'd shoot an event. I shoot all on film. And, and the guy that would bring me out there, uh, he was like, well, uh, what do you think? Like 30% of your shots do you think turned out like a 30%, like probably like 80, 90%. Yeah. Like what, do you, who, who do, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, you just meet your light and you, and you knock it out and you know where it's at and you know what it's supposed to be. And, uh, I think that anyway, so, and they all, and they did. Yeah. Like they turned yeah. out phenomenal. Like, and it wasn't because of me. It was just in my ignorance of what photography was at the time. I thought that uh, you just should just know what you should be shooting. You and should. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you should just know. And so, and change accordingly. So, uh, so that progressed. And then I was like, well, film was great. Did that for about year, a year and a half. And I was like, well, what is it like shooting digital? And, uh, and I went into the, the mirrorless game. That was when Fuji, uh, came up big with their X series, uh, cameras and the XE2 was a really app. Um, it just, it just worked that's, well for what I was trying to do. Like, I love that camera. I use that was, camera on set and it's, yeah, so good. No, it was, it was, it was great. Uh, the 50 millimeter, uh, you know, 1.4, you just kill with it. Mm -hmm. So, or 35, 1.4. And, uh, anyways, and so I was out doing some stuff for Airbnb in San Francisco when they were starting their, uh, this idea of travel experience with Airbnb. And so I was like, heck yeah, I want to go test that out. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Dream job. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at the time I was very heavy handed in the cycling and skate community with a couple brands out in the, in SF, uh, like mash SF, which is phenomenal. And so, uh, went there and captured some, uh, some of the big hitters in the game and I would, they would bomb a hill videoing bomb in the hill and I would shoot it right then. And by the time they got back up, I already had it Wi-Fi transferred to my phone and mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah. the, oh, the yeah. solid Visco edit, you know, yeah. and like, <laughs> uh, you know, and at the time that was the big deal. Yeah. Like, and so they get back up to the hill and they're like, Oh my God, how do you already have this done? I was like, pro status. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just felt right. So, uh, anyway, so that's, and so through that, um, progressed into other, uh, a career now as a content creator for a brand here in the Southeast called Unclean Baggage, which is pretty rad. Um, oh, I think you were telling should, me that about that at the meetup. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Such yeah. A, it's such it's an insanely crazy idea that has been going heavy for like fifty years almost. Well, forty eight, wow. forty eight wow. years, 
Uh, and it's all about uh, repurposing stuff that would be thrown away. And so it's literally unclaimed baggage from people that could not claim it. Uh, At airports, or, or, right? Airport. All airports yeah. or buses or cargo, stuff like that. And so they that's, reached out to me. That's genius. Right? I, I just think that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I mean, the poor people that lose their stuff, but I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, it really it is. It it really is, and it, it's a it's a sad but glorious story at the same time. I mean, these folks they lose their stuff and it goes away, or maybe the like literally the airlines couldn't get it back to them, or they didn't care and just left it there. And this stuff, which is a very small percentage of the amount of people that travel, but it would just be thrown away. So yeah. this guy back in freaking nineteen seventy was like, oh, I can do some of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's and so, smart. Like, of course. Like, yeah. How, how could you? I mean, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, and so he started this brand. And so they reached out to me about uh, two and a half or three years ago. I was like, hey, man, um, you know, we'd love for you to come out and create some content for us. And I was like, well, I've never done this style of shooting before, but I'd love to give it a go. And then uh, after time, it just turned into a nice position that I work there now, which is really, really great. Anyways, so there's that. But, oh, that's what I was going to say. So shooting that, uh, it's like digital and it's screen and it's very yeah. magazine quality and it's very this and the other every single day. And mm-hmm. uh, so the creative element of shooting photography got drenched pretty quickly. Like yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like what am I going to do? Well, I'm not going to leave my camera at the house when I leave. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. what? what nope. And so it drove, it dove, like I dove hard and heavy back into film because film was challenging uh, film was the biggest success and failure uh, I could possibly have in photography. And that was, there's nothing, there's nothing about film that doesn't just get me amped uh, yes. on all levels. Yes. And, and then uh, great guys at the film photography project, you know, were encouraging like, dude, you like, if you can make a peanut butter and jelly, you can develop your own film, you dummy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that analogy. I'm going to start yeah. using that for myself. You really, you really should. I mean, it's it's just so, it's crazy. As soon as uh, as soon as soon uh, Kodak Ektachrome came out, and it was E6, like, I've never developed that. Sounds like I need to order some chemicals. And bam, yep, here they are. Yep, yep. And it's literally one, two, three, and now you got film. And that's like, people just don't get it. Yeah. There's too much of a risk for them when they... When it, and from their perspective, they put so much of their heart and soul into the photo that it's like, well, I don't want to screw this up if it wasn't blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. nah, you're missing it. You're yeah. missing it. I, I, I feel like that part of it, though, like the risk that is involved, not that, you know, we've been doing this. Like I develop all my own film. You develop all yeah. your own film and stuff like that. Like the risk is definitely not there like it was before. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I still, I mean, not too long ago, I developed uh, three rolls of, I think it was like Portra or something like that. And my chemicals were old and I just took a risk. I gambled and, mm-hmm. you know, nothing came out. Oh. And they, wow. But it's okay. It's okay. It, I, you know, yeah. I, I was bummed. I was, you know, I was mad about it. But it, like, there's something about it. Then, then I was hungry to go kind of do it again. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. It's, yeah. it's, and it's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have pushed it. But there were other times where I've pushed my chemicals where the developer was black. Like it was yeah. literally black, Dang. and <laughs> it was still producing images. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's. It's not as scary as as people make it. I always, I always like, I always like hold my breath still when I'm like, because you know, like the the Mm -hmm. the the images aren't on that last part, so you have to like roll Mm -hmm. it out, and I'm always like, hey, they're there, all right, yeah, absolutely. 
No, I was just going to say, because you said about ordering the E6 chemicals and stuff, and I was like, I mean, I, I developed E6 like three years ago. I was developing a bunch of it, but then, you know, I slide film's kind of tricky to shoot, so I kind of just laid laid off on it for a while. But now that um, Ektachrome's back, I definitely, I have somewhere behind me is a, <laughs> is a couple, I bought two boxes of E6 developing kits off of uh, Film Photography Project. Nice. Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta be honest, man. I mean, E6 is really, it's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's crystal clear. Um, oh, I just yeah. really, I just really have to find a purpose for shooting that style of film in order to make it good. I feel like yeah. that's, a, that's yeah. a, I haven't shot my two rolls yet. Cause I, I think it might be like the, like, what am I going to shoot with it? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, to me, it's like, it's like, okay, well I'm shooting slide film. So, but what's the end game? Like, mm-hmm. how, it, and I don't have a projector. so in my shooting so i have ideas about how to do this to serve a purpose for the community right like i'm in a perfect world i would go shoot slide film at a party like an an event i would shoot it i develop it on spot and then i would and then i would and then i would show it like mid-party when people are having a blast already and they're like oh my god yeah dude it's like it, but I'm like, okay, how can I dry it fast enough? I gotta get drying racks or film. Oh, I gotta do that. Like, yeah, I'm just yeah, going yeah. through this process. <laughs> and uh, but would it be something phenomenal? Yeah, I think especially in the southeast, a lot of things from the west coast um, idea where film is already like like mid peak, <laughs> whereas on the east coast, film is like it's still there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So it's I I feel like there's opportunity here that. Yeah. So anyways, I, I just see so much opportunity for presenting a quality representation of an emotion we're trying to create for people, whatever that may be, whether it's a portrait or um, content for a brand or, you know, whatever. No, I agree. It's funny that you said that, though, about the the party or event. My I have this I, I've, I've brought him up a bunch of times on the show. He's he's this I, I, we don't even know how old he is. Like we just guessed that he's, you know, early 90s or late 80s. He was an old school wedding photographer and now he owns the the building of the pub that I work at. He's not the pub owner. He's just the <laughs> building owner, but he was a, a well-known wedding photographer in the area. And, you know, he still shoots film and he just loves that. Like I'm diehard with it. You know, every day I walk in there and he sees me with a new camera and he'll like grab it out of my hand. He's <laughs> like, Oh, I remember having one of these, but he told me about Polaroid. Polaroid used to make, I have some. He gave me the developing kit and the film and the cartridges that you need. But Polaroid used to make a slide film that you could develop on the spot. You like crank wow. it through this thing and it has, it's, I mean, it's, it's almost like a Polaroid, Whoa. but with film, with 35 millimeter film. And you just put the cartridge in this thing, in this develop, it kind of looks like a, like a, what, what do they call it? When you, uh, like a bulk loader, like a film bulk loader. Yeah. It kind of yeah. looks like that, but you have a little developing cartridge and the film, and then you crank it through this thing, and then you have negatives, and you just have to let them dry. And then what they would do is while they were drying, they would, or after they were dry, they would like cut them up into slides. And while the reception was going on, mind you, this is like 70s, or the, no, this is like 80s, you know, 80s and 90s or whatever. Yeah. So while the reception's going on, they have a slideshow of the wedding. You know, Jeez. like these people's minds were blown when he was doing this. Like, I, it, it, would, it would be, I, it needs to come back because it's I like, know, if, I know. If, like if Kodak is doing this and, and they're phenomenal and, and I know we don't want to talk about it, but Fuji, 
yeah. God, God, God rest their souls. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they're, they're pushing, they're pushing hard and you know, I, you can see them kind of coming back from the dark side. They went deep into the dark side Yeah, and yeah. I feel, I feel like they're coming back out. I saw something, I forget if it was like an Instagram dedicated to their film stuff or like a club or something. Yes. And yeah. I was like, okay, Fuji, we see yeah. you. Don't go yeah, anywhere though. <laughs> they heard they heard the people and it's like they're sitting there. I think that they're they have they're so um prideful or, or braggadocious is because they're like, We got <laughs> what? We're we're the slide guys. Like we got slide yeah. girl. No one yeah. else does. And then Kodak's like, Oh, but wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, we back. And, uh, yeah, we back. And to <laughs> like, oh, I guess we gotta rip more. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just a shame that like big companies like that. I mean, even Kodak's discontinued stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, all these other film companies and stuff. It's just sad that they don't see, I don't know, that they're a corporation and they're kind of just seeing the dollar sign rather than like the kind of like vinyls. You know, now mm-hmm. you can buy vinyl records at Walmart. Yep. You know, like yeah. that's, it, it's, it's so weird that like the analog revolution's kind of coming back pretty hard. I, I, I hope Fuji sees that and maybe does kind of what Kodak did with the P3200 mm-hmm. or, you know, like bring Acros back. Like, the, you know, yeah. people's hearts are broken because yeah. that film is gone, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed shooting Acros, but to be honest, same. like uh, shooting Ilford HP5, like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just better. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, it's better. And and I, I was a big Kodak guy. I went through a huge phase with T-Max and a huge phase with Tri-X. And to me, uh, Ilford HP5 is the is the the child of T-Max and, and Tri-X. I feel like that's like the perfect medium. Oh, man. Um, I never thought of it that way. That's, it, that's cool. That's cool it way just, to put it. It just is. It's, it's right in the middle. And then after... Uh, the the godfather of film matt day was talking about <laughs> um you know all of his good stuff and how he develops uh and just loves hp5 and uh completely overlooked uh ilfasol 3 and went right to ilfatech hc which is phenomenal i would highly advise anyone that's developing black and white regardless of the the stock they're using don't do the ilfasol 3 it's a great beginner developer, but go Ilfatech yeah. HC. Ilfatech mm. HC is going to give you stuff you're like, oh my God, this is next level. And it is 100%. So interesting. Sorry, that's my little, my little Ilford plug. But, but um, <laughs> I do like, I love Kodak and I love how Kodak is branding heavily with so many different things. I wasn't a big fan of the Forever 21. I mean, I get it. It's a nice yeah. like step in the water yeah. uh, with them. But then once I went to Forever 21 to try to buy something from them that was Kodak branded, I was like, uh, None of this I'm looks in Forever good. 21. Yeah. I'm yeah. in Forever 21 yeah. right now. Like I felt so out of place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't too, I, it was too flashy for me. I, I would just like, uh, I think I showed you, Timothy, American Eagle had a Kodak shirt. I didn't mm-hmm. end up getting it. That's what I should ask Santa yeah. for. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. There's yeah. still time. It was, it's like a, a, a just the, the yellow Kodak and like the red K and it's like vintage. Yeah. And I was like, see, that's more. Well, I would wear that versus the like, yeah. race and racer style. of Yeah, of, the, ra- the racer style stuff was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen that Girl Skateboards has a whole uh, section for the, all their Kodak branded stuff? It's phenomenal. Triax and everything. What? Uh, no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. One second. Oh yeah. Oh wait, I know he's going. He's going to get his shirt. <laughs> I love girls. Yes, there it is. Dang. Right there. Yep, dude. I freaking love it, man. 
Yeah, the other two are in the wash right now. But um, yeah, they had like Kodachrome um, and just like a regular black Kodak with a girl logo. I wanted to get the boards too, but you know that Triax shirt. I saw that, and I mean it's pricey. It's Zoomies. It's girl. It's you know, and it's like through Zoomies exclusively, which like I'm you know I'm kind of a what do they call it. like a purist not a purist i forget what it's called anyway but like i i, I hate the guy zoomies. that likes things good in the yeah. most original state possible yeah. yes yes and uh, it's just zoomies you know you go in you get a 40 dollar thrasher t-shirt and stuff yeah. like that it's just their prices are outrageous and they're closing a bunch of local shops and stuff like that but mm-hmm. yeah i had to it was it was i mean where else can you get a triax 400 t-shirt with a girl logo on it i mean i was <laughs> i jumped on that the day the pre-order went live i was like oh, yep oh i had i had my uh i had my cart filled with all the decks and yeah. all the shirts <laughs> <laughs> and i was like my wife's gonna kill me i cannot do this <laughs> and i still have yeah, film i a- gotta buy i've gotta go yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Have you guys uh, checked out the new Kickstarter for Peel Apart film or Pack film? Yes, I have seen that. I haven't clicked on the link. I just saw everyone blown up on it on yeah. our social. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited because I have three Polaroid cameras that need that to get hungry. Yeah, they're ready. <laughs> they're ready. I'm ready. I like shot my last, I think my last uh, like couple frames of the, the black and white stuff. And mm. I think I put it on our Instagram, but I was just like showing my boyfriend because he like he didn't know, and I was like, yeah, I was like, watch. So it's and it develops so quick too, Impo- impossible. Oh, you know, yep. you're waiting for mm-hmm. like you know over a minute for it to like start to come. But this was like, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let's see how long. I'm like, 15 seconds, it's done. <laughs> yeah. And then just like pulling it apart, and it was there, and he was like, that's amazing, and I was like, right, it's discontinued. Yes. It's you can't get it anymore. Right. He's like, what do you mean? So yeah. uh, I really hope they can meet their goal. Listeners, we got to back this. This is the one we got to back. We got to get, we got to, we got to back this one. We we need, yeah. we need save pack film. It looks really interesting. And it's something I've never uh, dove into myself, but something I for sure uh, would like to. I like, I love the idea of it. Um, instant film in general is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I, I, it just is like, there's something to it. And, you know, you take people out of the, um, you know, the instant films, the Fuji film inst- Instax, and you take them out of that and you put them in the world of Polaroid. And then you put them in the world of SX seventies and yep. all these other um, amazing instant film cameras. And it just, it, it's different. It's not yes. this, it's, it's, you get that instant gratification, but it has this level of quality. That's just, a, it's just bananas. And, um, man, today I was testing out an XX70 for a pal of mine, uh, literally. And I went, there was some, it was on this hill in downtown. I had to climb around this little barrier. I'm like standing on the edge of this cliff <laughs> and I'm shooting like portraits of Mary and Joseph. Like, <laughs> nice, nice. And, uh, and so now I, so I shot them on, uh, you know, that's like 70 and they turned out really well. So now they're on my mantle, like, and with the rest of the Christmas cards, I'm like, this right. awesome. I love it. Yeah. Uh, man. and there's just something to that, that people need to experience. As, yeah. and especially at that level i um last night i went i ended up go, i went to former guest shelby diamond's um, book signing last mm. night so i wanted to bring a polaroid so i brought the the polaroid uh one step plus and mm-hmm. i went out to dinner with a friend of mine first and i sat down and like you know at the bar we ordered at the bar and i sat down and put the camera and they were like whoa what is that is that a polaroid i was like yeah like is that new i'm like yeah it's actually uh, brand new it just came out like a couple months like a month or so ago and they're like wait what's this? and then you know like can you get film and is it the same and i had to like 
go through. I'm like, so it got discontinued and this guy bought this factory. And so he couldn't do that film. So he had to create his own film. And I'm like, like they're, and they're just like staring at me like, whoa. Yeah. And I was like, it's, it's a little bit different. It's not the same like Polaroid you grew up with, but I think it's awesome. Cause it's like, it's like artsy now. And, and they're like, that's amazing. And like, I was yeah. like, you know, I was like, I can get it at Target or Best Buy. And like, you can buy, like, they were like, you know, mind blown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like, they're like, we have to get this for the kids. And they were just like super stoked on it. I was like, I did my job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like we are people that are burdened with knowledge. And so when people ask us these relatively <laughs> yeah. seemingly simple <laughs> questions, yeah, you're like, I is went. that new? You, and it could have just been like, yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah. no, you see, there's like these people yeah. and this thing. This guy, and, oh my God. They, they called like, it the impossible project because they didn't think they could even do it. And they're like, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah. So it's, I just, I, I have to catch myself all the time. Um, uh, like I said, my best pal of mine, uh, his, his name's Kyle Steed. Check him out on Instagram at Kyle Steed. And he, uh, <laughs> we'll go, well, we talk to each other about it every day. And so I'll call him, call him, go through the spiel about something. And he's just like, uh, or we'll both be like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like we, just, just say yes or no, man. Like, yeah. that's all it takes. And, uh, and that's the truth. Though. But we get so wrapped up because we're passionate about it. You know, like, this is how, how it works. It is for sure. I whipped out the one more wide tonight at our works Christmas party. Nice. And cause all the, you know, all the little kids are running around and people, people don't understand that, that aren't into that kind of stuff. They don't get that Polaroid and Instax are aren't the same yeah, thing exactly. and that this is that and that. And you can, can you still get film? You know, just kind of like what you went through, Chris. I did the whole thing and explained mm -hmm. and. Then the moms are like, you got to shake it. And it's like, no. Please don't shake it. <laughs> Please don't. But it's just really neat because there is just something so like pure and magical about instant photography. And I really do hope that this Kickstarter. Yeah. I want to get back into it because I. It kind of looks like it's going to be more on the art artistic mm -hmm. side. It looks like it's pretty complicated. I don't know if that was because they released a video with their Kickstarter, you know, showing us what they're what they're doing right now with it. And mm -hmm. it does look kind of primal, which is kind of neat. You know, yeah. it's kind of getting back to basics with it. I don't know what the I need to I need to do some research. I, I need to back it as well. Me too. I really do need to contribute to this one because i missed out on you know new type new 55 like when the peel apart four by five film was coming out i missed that and then you know they're no longer doing what they're doing and you know i really want you know something for our kids in the next generation to experience something mm -hmm. like that like a professional based peel apart instant film because i mean geez even the land cameras even like your cheapest you know land 250 yeah, or something that I, you I find three of those i have three of like yeah. A, yeah. i don't know what up like a 100 yeah even mm -hmm. even if you find one at a flea market or something and buy it now you know yeah you, you can just take some amazing photos with it like the I lost my thought, but the the quality, that's what yeah. I was going to say. The quality is just so superior. Well, that's, well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Working with an XX70, even though I, they're super trendy right now, right? Like uh, mm -hmm. Brooklyn, Brooklyn film camera, which is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. love everything. To have a place like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To have a shut place up, like that, which up. is, which it, it's, it really is. I mean, they're awesome people. And so it's like, okay, cool. Well, the one that I'm testing right now doesn't work so great, um, but I know I, I have a place I can send it to that I will get some phenomenal results, and right. that's awesome. So, uh, anyways, uh, 
So I went and shot with this, but having the function in an instant camera to where I can have a, a focal plane, like I can focus, yeah. I have a distance, I have a light and dark. I mean, it's just very much different from your traditional Polaroid camera. And then you can start shooting artistically, whereas before you're shooting yeah. just to capture a simple moment. And, mm-hmm. uh, and even honestly, like the things that I shot today, literally Mary and Joseph, <laughs> <laughs> It's just so funny to say out loud, but like, uh, like they turn it turned out it was composed well. I could get the depth I wanted, and it was awesome, and I love that. Uh, so to have an uh, expand on that with all these other phenomenal cameras, I could shoot instant uh, and peel apart, dude. I mean, come on, yeah, like, that's just like next level. And to think that's what people use, like to test their lights at photo shoots. I know I was Chris, I was just going to say that I remember being a senior in high school and they were doing, I went to a technology school, like a Vo a Vo tech school um, for printing and design my senior year. And they redesigned the whole school. So they were making a pamphlet or a booklet for the school. And we were kind of like the models for the booklet. And I'll never forget that, that, that I still have my peel apart. Mm -hmm. The guy was shooting like a Mamiya. I think it was a Mamiya or something. It was a bigger, it wasn't a Hassie. So it was bigger. It was definitely six by seven. And I'll never forget that, that he peeled that apart. And I was just like, that's crazy mm-hmm. and that's what sparked and that's what sparked your modeling career that's awesome yeah. <laughs> yes that's awesome and now i now i have a revlon ad coming out next month so <laughs> but no it's just it's so crazy to think that that stuff was here all along and then i missed out when you know i definitely was shooting at that pale part film i was you know i shot a whole book using that stuff and I will never forget that. Like, yeah. And I have a bunch of it in my fridge. But again, it's like one of those things that we've talked about a bunch of times where you're like, do I shoot or it? I'm it. too scared to shoot yeah. it. I don't want to mm-hmm. wait. But it's like, this stuff's meant to be shot. Like, we need to be using right, it. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Can we talk about just photography for a minute? Can we talk yes. about photographers <laughs> and photography and what the F is going on right now? Um, <laughs> I, I just want to put a little, and I'm going to try to keep this short, but I didn't want to derail. But I'm like, people that shoot, they have the biggest question, do I shoot digital or do I shoot film? And I think it's the most mm. asinine question on the face of the planet. I think that people should shoot with the best tool possible. And yeah, uh, A, A, and then B, they should shoot with the tool that's going to provide them the emotion they're trying to create. Right. Um, you know, uh, so I, I went on, I've gone on small tangents. I try to keep my Instagram tangent free, but I just sometimes <laughs> it, cut, sometimes it, it comes out. And, yeah, uh, and then, and then I archive and then, you know, you push yeah, down and yeah. you archive and, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's just like, you know, it's not that one is better than the other. Uh, it just has to do with how, what emotion are you trying to create? And I think that so many people these days, especially in the younger generation are shooting for levels of engagement on a social platform versus shooting, um, for their emotional engagement. You yeah. know, like, dude, like, what do you feel right. and why do you care what such and such in Taiwan is telling you that you're great. Like, why do you care, man? <laughs> um, and that, and then that entire transition goes into zines, you know, like then it's, you start asking yourself, what I know both of you can relate with is it's like, well, why am I even sharing anything on Instagram? Why am I not mm-hmm. giving something away for free in a tangible platform? Right. And, uh, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> I got, Man. I've got some, a uh, couple uh, publications I'm trying to get into the hands of the people. Oh, yes. nice. Yeah. Can you share? Are you like saving it? 
No, not really. Uh, to be honest, uh, work through Blurb that we all know, and mm-hmm. Blurb is very Blurbish. <laughs> yeah, so, it is. It is very Blurbish. Yeah, I'm on round four of a reprint uh, with them. Oh, uh, so you know, I really, uh, if if anyone from Blurb hears this, I, I hope that you take it with a grain of salt. Um, I love that you provide <laughs> an opportunity to print so simply. But uh, the consistency of the prints are just out there. The last one I printed was uh, it's black and white cover and back and a lot of black and white within. And they just turned out blue. They were blue. (laughs) So I said, hey, guys, I got a blue book. They're like, oh, yeah, we have some consistency issues. And I go, really? Uh-huh. Are you supposed to say that? Are you supposed yeah, to that's say not, that in an you email? Knew you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> you're not supposed to say that. Um, but I went, <laughs> but uh, with, with yeah. that, uh, their customer <laughs> service has been has been overwhelmingly nice. And they're like, dude, like we got you covered. Here's another reprint. Just let oh, me know. At least, we'll at send least it. that's good. They reprint it. That's good. Yes. Yeah. So. But uh, no, this this new book I'm trying to get out there is called Exhausted. And uh, Ooh, I already love it. Yes. <laughs> uh, I feel exhausted. Same. Yeah, it's it's just and, I, and I, I've never printed a zine yet that I actually had copy to it. And so I wrote a story about each and every one of the photos taken and uh, oh, and cool. just and shared with uh, shared with them. And, and it starts out a lot of it has to do with photographs of people that are not well off in life, uh, whether they live on the street or um, people that just are exhausted in general in a public setting. And so, um, at the risk of exploiting people that are not well off, uh, you know, I, I want to talk about that. So I open it up with that and say, you know, why, why am I drawn to these types of people? And, uh, and I think it just, there's so many things I can relate with. It has nothing to do with, with, um, showing off what this looks like in those areas, which was primarily the Southeast. It was more like, man, I can relate with that. I can relate with wanting to not have responsibility today, or I can relate with wanting to sleep, or I can relate with wanting to let go. And I think that's important. I think when I shoot anything to have some type of deeper connection to it, um, you know, it it just makes more sense to me when I click that frame um, versus just shooting something that I can click a thousand, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, And film does that. So, so I wanted to start so putting how, that to words. Um, and then the one, I already have the one planned out after this, which I'm building the body work now, which uh, is called Hoops. And I won't explain that one, but it's going to be very cool. <laughs> yeah. Man, that that was deep right there. You Dang. just kind of, <laughs> I, I feel like that, I feel like that all the time though. Like, you know, a, a bunch of mixed emotions about stuff. And especially with, you know, what we were just touching on a second ago with, you know, the fleeting image on Instagram and, you know, it's so easy to get caught up on views and clicks and hearts and smileys and winkies and, <laughs> you know, sharing and this and that. And, you know, I tried so hard to resurrect my YouTube channel. And, mm-hmm. you know, I still think about that because it, I, I really enjoyed doing video and I really enjoyed sharing kind of my process, but my process kind of got diluted by sharing it because, you know, being like a one man band and doing that stuff, you can only do so much and it kind of takes away from the image and I'm not shooting things that I want to shoot because I'm worried about people, you know, being concerned about the photos and, or the new film. Like when Ectochrome was coming out, I was, I, I made a video about it coming out and I promised myself that I'd never be one of those kind of like view click 
catchers that are like, uh, I'm going to do a three minute video about a film stock that's going to be coming out. You yeah. know, like the film stock's not even out. It's like all those people that do those, you know, the new Nikon Z750 is going to be out in three years from now, yeah. but we're going to do a video <laughs> on the specs of it. You know, like right. I don't ever want to do stuff like that. That's not like my style, but I kind of caught myself feeling like, you know, I was watching on Social Blade my my numbers go up and the more numbers you get you get more money in your account and it's just very kind of tempting to to push it as a job and just like i found out with photography a couple years ago i don't want to get paid to do photography unless it's a like doing something i want to do or b like selling books and prints and stuff like that you know like i don't have it in me to 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 push that kind of stuff so yeah so i went to a i I went to a workshop in uh seattle uh by an amazing photographer named john keatley uh extremely phenomenal business mind and it how to incorporate that into a creative mind and uh so i had 15 minutes with him talking about his uh reviewing my portfolio in 15 minutes i was like man that's like nothing (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i three blinks of an eye you know, at my at the time, I, so I put together what I'd shot the best in the last six months and said, okay, well, here's my portfolio. I didn't spend much time developing a portfolio, and so I shared it with him, and he immediately was, uh, he goes, I can immediately tell what is your personal work versus what is your uh, uh, contract work. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, he called it. He was like, "This is it. This is not." And I was like, "Nailed it! Look like you know what you're talking about." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he goes, "You need to shoot more of your personal work." And I was like, yeah, John, like, no, no explicit. (laughs) Uh, It's like, uh, but how do you shoot (laughs) your personal work and make money at it? And he goes, he goes, you see, you're looking at it wrong. He goes, you don't need to shoot your personal work to make money. You need to shoot a photograph that people can't um, ignore. You need to shoot a photo. And then, and then from that, then you're going to develop business. And I was like, Shut up, John! With all of your sense, <laughs> with all of your sense making, yeah, and and it was, and and he, uh, it, it just changed my entire perspective on how I shoot and how I share. Is 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 there something that's there's there a wow factor to that? Is there something that am I personally uh, peaked on? And so it just, it, anyways, it just changed the way I shoot, and it was awesome. I mean, it's fifteen minutes. I love <laughs> you know? that, man. See, it's funny. That's how I feel every time we do one of these episodes. Like yeah. every time we get to talk to like you know, you or whoever, you know, like, it's just, or even, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be shame, shameless about this. I listen to our show sometimes when I'm driving in the car just to see (laughs) what we sound like. And, you know, I'm just like, man, I can't believe that we talked about some of this stuff because it's also like a therapy when we do this as well. And, you know, there's so many, art is not easy and being hard on yourself is very easy to do like being very critical of yourself which i feel like at at some point we need to be you know like because it's real easy to just go out and shoot fire hydrants and you know lamp posts and stuff that's like very easy yeah Mm -hmm. and and then come home and be like seeing another photographer's yeah. photos and being like, man, why I can do this. That's exactly what I want to do. Why am I not doing it? You know, yeah. like you can, you can beat yourself up on that stuff. I so I, I get stuck in that, not to cut you off, Timothy, but like, that, no, like, no, no, like, go for it. I am constantly comparing myself to other photographers, especially mm-hmm. like being in LA. I mean, I was just in a situation I won't get into, but it's like, you know, what is the thing that's going to make me get noticed or like, 
or I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but uh, yeah, I, I spend way too much time being like, why, why not me? What, what am I missing? Or like mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I think that makes, I think that makes perfect sense. And I think that we all ask that question and it really wasn't until last year that it clicked with me that, you know, I was creating a bunch of stuff that wasn't bad, but it wasn't me. And I was creating something that was telling a story. It's telling somebody else's story. Right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. And and once it clicked, I was. It was just like f f the f f them. Like like, who cares? (laughs) Like who cares? Like if I'm not them or they're more successful than me, that's fine. And it and you know this. It's like it's why are they more successful? Is it because they're better? No. Right. Is it because they know someone that you don't? Yes. And that, and that's what a lot of it boils down to. Uh, and that's obviously put very simply, but, th- um, this year I had two goals. I wanted to uh, create a piece of fine art. I, my only goal this last year, 18 was I want to take a portrait of something that's nationally recognized. And I want to create a, a, fi- a piece of fine art photography that was nationally recognized. The portrait I've yet to capture. So I've got about <laughs> two weeks left, so I'm still not, I'm still holding out. <laughs> You've got time. You got time. I got time. Uh, but the fine art I did and Kodak recognized, uh, one of my photographs and, uh, oh, promoted on curious. all of their channels, which I was like, man, you're the king of what I do. And this, you did that. I'm going to check that box. Love wow. it. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. It was a, it was a big win for me and it, it's, it's not a monetary win. It's a personal win. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think that that makes a big, I think it, it, since it, which is so bananas to me mindset complete change to creating to telling a message of who i am versus creating a message of who somebody else is and things just opened up significantly me and two of my uh, best buddies went to the desert this summer in june we went to uh, big bend texas which doesn't sound like a big deal when you hear it out loud uh, <laughs> but big bend texas is a gold mine of just awesome beauty um it's mm. on the border of mexico and I was like, you know what? I'm not bringing a laptop. I have to bring a cell phone because I have a family. Uh, <laughs> like, and I got 20 rolls of film and let's do this. And it was the most uh, mind uh, blowing experience of my life. So, damn. Yeah. I love that. I, I'm, um, you know, inspiration is a funny thing and it like comes in, in waves. But yeah, get it, be, being in a gorgeous spot like that with, with no laptop and just 20 rolls of film, I think. It's at Santa Elena Canyon. You can see further down my uh, Instagram feed or you can check on my uh, the story section of my website and uh, you just see them and you're like, whoa, that was on film. It's like, I, I still don't believe it. But it's just like, <laughs> I, I don't know what the gates of heaven look like, but I hope they look like that because it's yeah. phenomenal. Like, it's just it's just mind blowing stuff. Uh, and it's, it's not me. It's just you're there and you're and once you start capturing shooting with the, uh, with the purpose of capturing something you want to remember for the rest of your life that's when photography transitions into something bigger than yourself yeah and that's to me that's what younglings need to put their <laughs> need to figure out yeah. and uh they and just go and do it you know and so i can't encourage them enough i can't encourage people that aren't willing to take step enough and, and just experience photography and its wholeness um, and not to promote or damn one level of photography more than the other. It's just experiencing what photography can be from all aspects of it. Yeah. Or like creating a body of work that you're proud of. And you could say like, this is me. This is my style. I think, yeah. I mean, you know, honing your style takes 
I mean, it, it takes forever or can change. You know, I used to do a lot on set photography. So that was my brand for a while. And now I'm stepping away and like I want to get back into portraits and I want to reach out to people who I want to shoot and I want to like create my like aesthetic, if you will. Um, so I guess like that if we're talking about like goals for you at 2018, like from 2019, yeah. it's going to be like, I need to really get into portraits again. Like, cause that's what I started. I, that's all I shot when I started. Yeah. Like when I went to photography school, like we had to do por- portrait and commercial was like what we had to do. And I was like, I was like, I, I'm not interested in commercial. I don't, I only want to shoot people. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of my style too, you know, I shoot a lot of like landscapes and LA palm trees and stuff, but I, I got to get back into portraits. I know that's, what's going to like light my fire again. So yeah. Make yeah. you happy. Yeah. 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 It, it's such a, it's such a weird thing, right? It's just, I love it. <laughs> it's yeah. just a weird thing. <laughs> same, yeah. same here. It's like same a perfect here. way to describe it. Like, it's so weird, right? Don't you love it? And we we all are like, yep, we know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. <laughs> That's it. it it's yeah. like, what's going to ignite that or what is it? And it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a psychological path, like uh journey. Cause it's like, you're thinking through a story you're trying to capture and tell. And what does that look like? And how is that you? And that's just such a cool journey. Like it's so, yeah. I, I love it every day. And I, and I live in Huntsville, Alabama, y'all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> y'all, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's just, if I can find this passion in the town and the areas that I'm at, then no one has an excuse. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And Timothy, you know, I mean, uh, what is it? Is it Frank, Franklin, right? Franklin, yeah. Franklin, yep. bam, and which is actually historically stunning. I mean, there's crazy. Oh, it's stuff. a beautiful little town. Yeah, I I'm wish I had time to go. To live here. I, I wish I had time to come see it. Dude, when I was there. it's really beautiful. Um, as odd as the name Frothy Monkey is, it's an awesome coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it um, is. I walk past it every day. Every day. Um, but then even uh, Eucharist in LA, like God, I was out there shooting with a uh, bag company uh, a couple years ago. In just the scenes, it was all cycling related and going from the mountains to the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the fire breaks up in the hills yep. to the beach to the city. I'm like, dude, this it's a, has yeah. everything. Like, yeah. you the just. Desert, you know, the desert. Yeah. Yes. I love the desert. Anyways, it's sorry. I love everything. <laughs> <laughs> same, same here. Same yeah. here. Yeah, I felt I felt that way for a while, and it, you definitely hear people say that a bunch. That there's, you know, there's nothing to shoot in my town. You're lucky that you live where you do because mm-hmm. it's like, no, man. There's, I mean, yeah, I live, and if you once once the the glitz and glam of Franklin kind of wears off, this is just another small town, yeah, and. It's just small town people, you know, shopping in the little boutiques or going to grab their coffee, and you know, I've really been going hard for you know going on seven years or well it's like 6.2 years or something like that now living here and you know there's times where i get mad at my franklin project and i hate it and i'm like i'm not taking another walk around this block for a month you know but i'll go two days later and i'll fall in love with it all over Mm -hmm. again and it's just something about you know, get to know your area if that's something that you're into or you're feeling uninspired. We say that we say that crap all the time where it's just like, you know, go for a walk. You know, don't even take your camera with you sometimes because then mm-hmm. you'll be you'll be pissed when you didn't bring your camera yeah. and you'll be so inspired yes. that that you missed something. And yeah, but, you know, I, I just I can't wait to when I 
leave this area and then kind of leave behind, you know, a decade or whatever of photos of this area for these people. You know, I'm not just doing it for me. You know, I'm doing it for them as well. Before you leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, that's 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 the long that's the long con right there is just playing, you know, playing the Franklin photographer guy. And it's it's really worked off. You know, I've got to to show and art shows down here and you get to meet awesome people. And, you know, I'm known as that guy who shoots film, who has a podcast and, you know, it's, it's really cool. Like I'm, I'm fortunate to be where I am, but again, it's just, I feel like even if I moved back home to the even smaller, cruddier dinky town that I came from, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'd be doing the exact same thing. I'd be finding the story in that Mm -hmm. town and how it fits into my life. And, you know, that's just, I don't know. I don't even know how I I got into this. I love that. I mean, I was I was actually <laughs> going to bring up the the consistency issue that you know with small towns and walking the same blocks and going. And I did the same thing today with SX seventy, and then you know with the uh, you know uh, the Leica on you know so yeah uh, you know walking around. <laughs> and um, anyways, and so going around and just kind of checking out the same exact blocks, and uh, it it just it presented itself differently with shooting with a different tool and with a different idea. But more importantly, even if you walk the same 10 blocks, say like a a whole three months go by and nothing happens, it's that one time something does, there is no other figure that's more of an authority on the area than you at that point. And how much, how empowering is that? You're like, bam, I not only caught one of the most unique experiences, I know this because I done did it. (laughs) This is it. This is you. And that's so powerful. Uh, Especially when you do a show for the area, you're like, no, man, like I put the time in, I put the, like the steps in, I wore out like 20 pairs of vans walking this place (laughs) and, and, uh, and here we are. And I think that's beautiful. That's when you're going to get that magic that no one else is going to notice. Yeah. It's so funny. I had a guy say to me one time, it was, uh, we do the art crawl and I usually tend to do the art crawl only in the summer months just because winter art crawl is not very fun. Nobody really comes out. So I'll try to plan, you know, June, July, August down here for the art crawl. And I'll never forget. I, one of the pictures that I showed was a, it was like a dump truck or something in front of the Baskin Robbins. And it was, it was like parked up on a hill. It almost looked like it was like levitating because they were doing construction in front of it. So this truck was kind of leaning. And the way that I shot it, it looked like it was kind of like floating into the Baskin Robbins. And this guy's <laughs> like, I've lived in Williamson County for, you know, like 54 years. <laughs> and he's like, I pass that Baskin Robbins every day on my way to work. And he's like, just to see your interpretation of that is just like it blows my mind that you made something out of Baskin Robbins. You know what I mean? He was just like, it's just yes. he really appreciated it. And it kind of was it was one of those moments where I was like, Okay, yes, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing yeah. the right Plus thing. if you think if you think about like um, you know, street photographers or whatever, like it's it your photos would be like a time capsule for them, you know. Yeah, that's exactly why yes. I'm doing it. Yeah, you know. Which that's yeah. I mean, that's I mean, yeah, you definitely have to have a show. Even if you yeah. don't leave, yeah. once your project's done, I think yeah. you should you should just you got to put it up so people can come see it. Yeah, uh, that's, well, that's what my my buddy, uh, Mister Bob, he the guy the the old wedding photographer, he curated these. It's like a three or four book compilation of old pictures from Franklin from like the nineteen eighteen nice. to you know the eighties nineties two thousands and stuff, and. 
he'll ask me all the time. He's like, you still doing, you still doing your photos? You still walking every day? And I'm like, you know, even when I hate it, Mr. Bob, like this is, I, I feel like I owe this town this because nobody else is doing it. You know, there's yeah. a million iPhone pictures tagged at Starbucks on Fifth right, Avenue, right, you know, right. but, but like, I'm really trying to hang on to something that's special that this town kind of needs. Cause if the, the amount of growth that this town's gone through in six years since I've been here is, is crazy. So I can't imagine what, you know, 20 years from now, when somebody's mm-hmm. flipping through a, an archival book of Franklin, Tennessee, you know, they're like, oh, wow, look, that Baskin Robbins was here at one point. Now it's a, a leather shop or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, well, that's the definition of a true storyteller, like storyteller, right? And that's what that's what we are yeah. like. What What's the point of photography? It's not to capture a story. And and we, and what do you, and what are you saying? And, and it's like you're just you're capturing the history of the town. And I think that's amazing. Uh, and it sounds very personal to you. So I haven't seen any of that. So I'm very excited to see. Oh, <laughs> there you do. That yeah. would be very cool. Um, but- I did. Uh, I have to, I'll mail you out a copy. I think I still have uh, my first book homespun I did was, was it, it's, I wasn't very happy with it. You know, looking back at it now, it could have been something I could have put together a little better, but I was very excited to put something out because I'm, I'm excited about this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I love this stuff and I, you know, I feel like it was just time for me to push something out and I was, I was proud at the time and, um, you did do a part two, back, Homespun yo, part well, two. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's what I'm working on. I do. I have, I mean, a tens of thousands, <laughs> tens of thousands of photos of this town. So wow. it's definitely in the works. Crazy. It's just calling through everything is it's yeah. the, i need i need somebody else i need somebody i can i'd, I'd really like to um i know we're, we're i don't know if we're like officially talking about like 2019 projects but um yeah, right really, now we're officially talking about 2019 <laughs> <laughs> stamp of I, approval let's do yeah, this yeah i uh i'd like to like to because i went to a, a book signing our former guest shelby diamond um was she's back in town and she had her show and I was like I mean I would love to have like a little show somewhere I don't know I don't know if I you know shoot something specific for it but I just I just think that's really cool like your art crawl like I I there was something similar like that in Connecticut where you could submit to it and get a space and like you that space yeah. on the wall was yours for the for the thing and I was like I have to see if there's anything out, out there like that in LA the art crawl that yeah, I'm sure you guys got to have like a first or Friday like, or, or first Saturday like, or something like that. Maybe I'll try and put one together. I don't know. That seems really cool. That's that's next. I really want to put on a on a show. I think I brought that up when we had uh, Rob on from Safe Light. Yeah. That I I want to you know put something together like that. Uh, not necessarily be selfish about it and have me be the show you know i'd like to invite a couple other artists in and and get music and and liquor and have a great night like i wish i just wish photography did better in this town than it does because not many photographers here i mean and that 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 kind of you know if there was a lot of photographers here i feel like well there are you know but there's not a lot of showing photographers there's not people like doing fine art or you know franklin projects and stuff like that so but I think if there were more, you know, they would, people would understand it a little more. Like people get it that I have an eye. Like I get told that all the time at these art crawls. It's like, man, you have a great eye. And it's like, but no, like take it in, yeah. you know, like look at it, like feel hey, it. Taste um, Franklin, man. Like we'll be right back with the listener question for Matt right after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk also comes from Polaroid Originals. Go to PolaroidOriginals.com and use the offer code ANALOGTALK10 at checkout to receive 10% off your next purchase. 
right, everybody. This is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Boone Shoots Film. And they ask, what are your 2019 photography goals and how do you stay accountable to follow through on those goals? It's kind of funny. We're just talking about get touching on that a little bit. But Matt, you go first. Well, uh, how do you keep accountability? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's a tough part of it. <laughs> it just depends. Uh, you know, I think that some of the best uh, creative moves that I've ever made in my photography career has been through boredom. And mm. uh, and so when you're super bored, you kind of are like, oh, man, what can I do that makes me not bored? And so that can kind of present some fun opportunities. Uh, so definitely the first step is creating a goal. This last year for 18 was I needed something very simple and, uh, it was portraits and fine art. 19, my goal is to create, uh, is just fine art for local community. And so it's one, I'm not sure if there's any others out there. I haven't really, nothing's really sparked. Um, as far as keeping accountability, I think that you can only do the best you can do and you can push as, as hard as you can push. But at the point that you're pushing uh, and, and you're in a place where you're creating just so you can accomplish that goal, that's when you're going to create absolute garbage. <laughs> and so yeah. uh, it's a fine line. Uh, you want to be authentic when you're creating something, when you're wanting to create a piece of art um, from a piece of business, that's totally different perspective. I don't sure, think yeah. we have time to get into, but yeah. um, it's, yeah so that's where i stand on it um i think for me you know to to you know make the goals and to try not to like overwhelm yourself because a lot of us are like i want to do this and this and this and this or like get bummed out when you don't hit the goal um i try to kind of follow my own lead i kind of like will will go with what inspires me you know um so whatever I'm into and I'm feeling good about is what I kind of focus on. Um, you know, and I've set the goals like my YouTube channel is a big one. I still want to, you know, I have goals and, and stuff like that for that specific outlet that, you know, I've said this before on the show. I didn't even think I could even do a YouTube channel when I first started. So, so like every time I like upload a video and people are commenting on it, I can't even believe that I actually have an, you know, using that outlet for the what I envisioned it for. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just like, you know, for me, there's a lot of things like YouTube specifically I was afraid of doing, but I didn't let it get in the way. I kind of pushed through it. I don't know. Set, make, making projects is definitely something, you know, if you want to do a zine, give yourself a deadline so you hold yourself accountable personally. I think that always helps me. Like, I want to do my first scene. So once I picked what I want it to be, I made sure, like, this is what I want to have be done by. This is, you know, little dates and deadlines always helps me uh, stay accountable. Sweet. Timothy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last year I played it safe and was a baby. I was like, I'm not going to set myself up too hard this year. You know, like, because then I kind of what Chris just said, you know, you you put these like unattainable, unreachable, unrealistic, uncharacteristic, unbelievable, and whatever, you know, like, and then you kind of get mad at yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's March and you didn't do anything that you had promised to get done for January. And I I don't want to sit on the sidelines this year and, and baby myself about it, though. Like, I don't want like this year, I think, you know, during my little Christmas vacation, I'm going to I'm going to make a list. I'm going to yeah. try to make a, a like a good list, like something that's not, you know, it's not going to be like go to Iceland and, you know, run up the stairs in Philadelphia like Rocky. Like I'm not going <laughs> to do some stupid, crazy stuff like I just want to, you know, continue doing what I do and love like, you know, I want to put out 
as many books as I can this year, even if it's one, is as many as I can. You know, I want to. I really am addicted to printing my work, and I want to take it a step beyond blurb because yeah. you know, like we were saying earlier, blurb is very blurby. Every blurb <laughs> book kind of looks the same. You know, like between mine and this guy's, and you know, and and. I would like to actually like work on that part because, you know, when I forgot, you know, just like I forgot that I was a musician and I'm starting to fall in love with creating music again. And I was a printer like I was on my way of being like a journeyman in the printing field. I wanted to, you know, bind books together and and run offset like I would love to be hands on with that. Like I completely forget everything about it. But just like riding a bike, I'm sure as soon as I get back involved into doing something like that, I'll remember what I want to do on the printing aspect of creating a book you know and i i just want to do more like i'm tired of 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 pussyfooting around everything and just being scared and not confident in myself like i want 2019 to be like have some confidence yeah and to uh, you know it's hard to you know we all want to grab life by the balls and and jump out of an airplane and do all those things that we've talked about a million times about this is the year like i've said that so many times and then it's like 2016 was the worst year ever you know yeah. 2018 or 2017 sucked even more yeah. it's like i i i i get it like the setting up failure but like yeah. i i don't know man i want to do i want to like be proud in in my list that i make this year and like really try to and like I said earlier, I would love to put on a show, maybe even yeah. by the end of the year. Like, I want to put on, like, you know, a cocktails, art, music kind of extravaganza where I get to mingle with fellow creative people. And, you know, and I do want to kind of stick to at least making, oh, I hate even saying, at least making, like, one YouTube video, like, a a, a month or something like that. Because I really do miss it. And I miss... I miss I miss video. Like I really enjoyed shooting video. I had a lot of fun doing it. I love the editing aspect. I love mm-hmm. telling a story, you know, but I feel like I always bite off more than I can chew. And I think it's just me saying that because I'm 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 scared. I'm not uh, it's safe to be to be scared and not to push yourself. It's safe to do what's in your means when you can do more. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to do more. Mm. Not to sound like a Casey Neistat <laughs> video, you know? Like, I, I'm not trying to be like a, one of those freaking freakish raw energy yeah. kind yeah. of people. I just want to do what makes me happy. And I think I'm really going to try to try to pursue that. Well, coming so, I, I mean, I think that's super encouraging. And for me, and I love all the energy on like anyone that's pushing it. And it's like, you've got so many great ideas uh, and envision, like envisioning both of you together. You have this like, ah, oh, there's this, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, and it's like, it's so expanded. And I love that. I think it's so freaking cool. But it is, it's like, it's like that, that first chisel off the block to get down that path. You know, like, what does it yeah. look like? Yeah. And so I remember uh, in 2017, I, when I, sh- I was shooting more digital at the time, and I shot everything really dark and, and uh, mysterious, very Instagramy. It was horrible, um, but it was, it, it was so bad. So that year, I was up for an iPhone. I was up for a phone upgrade. So I li- I got the white iPhone to remind myself every time I turn that sucker on to shoot more bright. Um, and like uh, and so like this year. Um, I've only worn white vans, no matter if I'm hiking or I'm doing whatever, or I'm out, if, if I'm in the grime of the city or the grime of the woods or a cave or whatever, um, and they're going to get effed up and it's like, but I'm not afraid of that. And it's just like a mental reminder. Like, I'm not afraid, like, uh, okay, I can do that. And it's, it's okay. It's going to get dirty and I need to accept it. 
And so for me, it's just a little psychological. I really like that. Every day. Um, yeah. So it, it helps uh, to take to get that, to knock that chisel off so we can't get down the next path. Because that's the biggest thing, right? We, there's so many bar- there's so many things against us to do what we want to do. And as creative mm-hmm. individuals, we're sitting there like, well, how the heck? Do I, well, man, I'm never yeah. going to be yep. able to do it. It's like, no, and- I'm, a, I'm pro. I'm pro do it uh, and then find out where I'm failing and kind of like quick adapt yeah, and overcome right. versus yeah. never doing it. Uh, so that's cool. But you fail a lot doing that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So. That's part of it. Though. Yeah. That's I was going to say, plus Timothy and I, we have like big plans for the, for the, this show too. We've got oh, like, yeah, like ideas sure. we want to tackle. So hopefully we'll be able to check off some goals for the show too in 2019. That's so cool. Wow, we live in the future, 2019. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mind is blown. Right we are about to hit the roaring twenties soon. Oh my gosh. Um. All right, Matt. So now, time for the tough question. Oh no. <laughs> what is your desert island? If you could only choose one camera to shoot with for the rest of your life, what would it be, and why? Man, that's a pickle. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it really is. And, and that's I hate. Why did I just say that? Everyone on the show says that as soon as we yeah. get to the show, this section, and I love that because it truly is. Uh, God, what would it be? It would. It would have to be a rangefinder of some sort. And uh, if, if yeah, desert island. There's so many elements. Like, how am I even going to get film? But okay, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's unlimited on this island. Oh, developing yeah. as well, and and great scans. Oh, and great scans, which means I have yep. power. Which means I have batteries, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Then it it would have to it, it would have to be probably yeah. It'd have to be. I oh, don't. Do I say it? I'm gonna say it. I mean, it's gonna. Have, it would have to be a Leica. Like it'd have to be the Leica. I was gonna say you better say <laughs> it, it Leica. It would have to be the M. Uh, I, I've never shot with an M6, but I currently shoot with an M7, and I love it a hundred percent. But yeah, either one of those would yeah, be. Yeah, thanks for letting me uh, shoot a couple frames at the meetup. That was <laughs> Dude. Dude. awesome. It's next level. It's just you know people say they. It, can I go on a little? Can I go on a tangent? Yes. Of course. Okay. People, you know, they're like, oh, this guy, he has a Leica. It's like, yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yes, I I do. I worked hard for this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Literally, I bought a house this year uh, and uh, our second house we moved. And based off of uh, some guidance from my wonderful wife, she wanted to move to another house. I was like, baby, we can move to any house you want. (laughs) If I can but, get the camera of my dreams. Yes. <laughs> and I love she that. was like, done deal. She goes, but wait, how much is the camera? <laughs> uh, and so that was, it was a match made in heaven. Uh, and I'm telling you, all the f- mo, it's just something. It's the, when you shoot as a, you're, when you're shooting, you're trying to create a piece of art. And that's that tool, man. You have that tool and you're shooting with the light. You have like the Ed Templetons and like yeah. all the, uh, the people that have, captured this world from a significant vantage point with this same tool it might not have been m7 but it's just Mm -hmm. you know it's just so empowering so that's why i think it would i I think i'd capture the shit out of that island if i had it my like (laughs) all right part two what is your white whale camera what camera are you lusting after right now you don't have but you're dying for um you know, as I was just recently in uh, Woodville, Alabama, and I shot a cave in 
uh, called Stevens Gap. And it was absolutely phenomenal. I shot one roll of Kodak Portrait 400 um, and I shot it with a Canon Elon uh, 7E. And, uh, I love, so sorry to cut you off, but no, I've been you're fine. Like, shooting with that thing <laughs> so hard lately and I've been loving it. The colors you get out of that thing. Anyway, well, good. just the, the, it's just the best tool for that environment. Like it'll, it'll read up to, which by the way, uh, M7 has the auto, it's like aperture party. It'll read up to like 40 something seconds, like in dark environments. Oh, it's wow. Cr- and it, and it counts it down in like, 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 listen, like you did it. High, I'm giving you a high five. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but so, but in those environments, I'll shoot with that with the Canon Elon 7E. And, uh, so I think that it would have to be, uh, the Canon 1V. I think that would be something that yep. is very, it's super obtainable, but something that it's just like, what would, what would it look like? That would be a phenomenal camera to work with. Yeah. I know that's probably Man. pretty lame compared to like these no, no. massive, I, but I it's actually, very tangible. I think it'd be Yeah. Cool. I was on a shoot and somebody had that and I was like, and those like look straight up like digital too. Like yeah. they do. I they thought do. he, I was like, I thought. I th- you know, I was like, oh, well, my shtick is I'm shooting film. And then he, uh, he's like, yeah, I was filming this. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, what? 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 I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I was like, let me, can I play with it? Can I hold it? <laughs> nice. They're nice. They are for sure nice cameras. Yeah. I, um, I work with the, I work with a lot of the Canon uh, lens kit, uh, just the top hitters. And I freaking love it. Mm-hmm. But being able to plug those in to the Elon is great. And the 1V, <laughs> I, I don't know enough about it to tell me what it would provide me that the Elon can't um but just having that opportunity just having that i just as a tool as my goals like i want fine art uh which i would capture with the leica and then i want portraits which i would capture with the 1b right. which would be very so cool that canon glass mm. yeah oh yeah it's beautiful great answer i love that yeah great answer thanks well well <laughs> matt thank you so much for joining us this has oh, been incredible yeah no it's a uh, the pleasure this is, is a- all mine i i love what you guys do and um i blew through each one of your episodes like uh, it has to be six months ago or five months or whatever <laughs> um with my commute out to scottsboro you know every day or from here for to unclaimed baggage and it's yeah, it's just it's been refreshing, you know, to hear kind of they got the people that you connect with, and especially from it's just it's crazy, like the L.A. area, which I know just a small bit, uh, bit about, but then the Nashville area, I know a lot about, and then it's like, oh, yeah. it's so cool. So, man, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, this is uh this is right up there with one of our tops. So we appreciate you hanging out with us and chatting with us tonight. Yeah, yeah, definitely, it's my pleasure. Where can everybody check you out? Um, so I, so at Matt Pittman, which is M-A-T-T-T-P-I-T-T-M-A-N for the gram, uh, you can see my <laughs> randomness there. Um, it's all film. If you go back through the history, you can see some digital, uh, digital examples of what I've created in the past. Um, but I try to keep digital exposure on there to a minimum. If I do, it's on stories, uh, and then uh, Archival Dev, I provide just a simple service to the local community for film development. Um, it's very much in its infant, uh, infancy stage, but I just, film is so great that I want to share that with other people that want to shoot film. And most of the times the hesitation in shooting more film is they don't know where to get developed. Well, I want to be right. a resource yeah. for them uh, to say, well, it's no big deal. And I, it's like a charge like nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm more about building passion versus making money. And so I love it. But yeah so that's at um archival dev uh which i think let me double check 
I should know this because I created <laughs> it, but it's a uh, <laughs> archival underscore dev. Yeah. So and right now it's just black and white, but I mean, man, whatever. C forty one e six. Let's do this. Love it. Nice. Yeah. Timothy, what about you? Guys, you can find me on Instagram at Timothy Makeups. I also will be making YouTube videos again, I promise. And you can find me on YouTube at Timothy.Makeups as well. Just go to the search bar. It's the easiest way to find me. Type in Timothy.Makeups. And uh, that's uh, that's pretty much where I'm at. Chris, how about you? So I'm Crispy Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, we have Analog Talk Podcast Instagram you can follow, Analog Talk Podcast. We're on Twitter as Analog Talk Pod. And we have a Facebook page and a group you can hop into. And I say this every time, but... I love when people share stuff, whatever. It's either your photos you're shooting or articles or news. Uh, it's a great little community. So, yeah. Join the Facebook, guys. Join it. <laughs> All right, Matt. Thank you again so much. This has been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Bye. All right. So first off, we want to thank Matt Pittman for being on the show. Man, it was great finally getting you on the show, chatting with you. You know, we had a great time hanging out with you during the Analog Talk podcast meetup in Nashville. You know, it was great getting a chance to meet you. Guys, if you don't follow Matt, head over to his Instagram. His link will be in the description of the episode. Give him a follow. Say what's up to him. Great guy. This is going to take us to the Patreon. We are actually in the middle of revamping our Patreon. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be bringing a whole bunch of new stuff to you. I'm not even going to sit here and list it to you. We're just going to show it to you when we relaunch. It's going to be right in the beginning of the new year, probably the first, second, or third week in the new year, as soon as Chris and I get done with our holiday vacation. We're we're really excited to bump this up and get you guys more involved with the show. And, you know, you'll see. It'll be awesome. So until next time, guys, we're, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're taking a little bit of a break. It's uh, just to kind of regroup and focus up and, you know, get get back on the grind with the show. We want to, we have so many awesome guests planned for 2019. We have an awesome bunch of ideas ready to go. And I, I just can't tell you how, guys, how, how excited we are to keep doing this show for you guys. So take care and we will see you in the next one. Bye, guys. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.